No more snakeskin beauty with a viper venom tongue David W. Palmer. Luke 3 7 lith, then he said to the crowds going out to be baptized by him, offspring of vipers. Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Under the prophetic spirit and power of Elijah, God used John the Baptist to confront and free people of anything that could hinder the full release of Jesus into their generation. In this case, it was their collective similarity to deadly vipers. If God were to leave this fault uncorrected, it could lead to the venomous slaying of his move through Jesus and thwart his plan to bring redemption to mankind. He had to deal with it, and he will have to correct it again in our generation. He wants to use you in this, as he did John the Baptist. Our opening passage reveals what John said to the crowds coming out to him for baptism. He confronted them with this problem, he called them the offspring, or children, imitators, of vipers. Did he have a, redemptive, reason for saying that, or was it just name-calling? We have to assume that he said it for a very good reason. After all, God placed every word in the Bible purposefully. The Holy Spirit was pointing out through John and the spirit and power of Elijah that the dominant characteristics of these people were like vipers. So much so that he could accurately say that they were as those birthed and raised by vipers, implying they were like them. Jesus used this term too when he confronted the scribes and Pharisees. Matthew 12 34 Live, Offspring of Vipers How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Matthew 23:33 Lith, Serpents. Offspring of Vipers. How shall you escape the judgment of hell? Why does the Holy Spirit repeatedly say that these people were like vipers? Snakes, and particularly the viper, have very beautiful skin. They look good on the outside, but when they open their mouths out comes venom that can kill. The people that both John and Jesus confronted were like this. Their outward religious observance and their personal presentation made them look good, but their mouth spoke deadly venom from the overflow of death in their hearts. They looked good to man, but man only looks on the outside, God looks at the heart, 1 Samuel 16 7. If their words are venomous words of death, then death must be what is in their hearts in abundance. That is, they must be habitually musing on, meditating on, and pondering lifeless and deadly thoughts. This is surely the nature of the spirit of death or Satan in them. Does that mean that they are walking around all day thinking of ways to kill people? Probably not. In a biblical sense, death implies a separation. James said, The body without the spirit is dead, James 2:26 NKJV. A spirit separated from its physical body cannot express itself in the natural realm, it is therefore, by the Bible's definition, dead to this realm. By this meaning, a person is dead when their true spirit is unable to express itself through their physical body. Our enemy's purpose is to steal, and to kill, and to destroy, John 10 10 KJV. He is always out to kill us. If he cannot kill us physically completely, he tries to kill off as much of our uniqueness, personality, and authentic expression as he can. For example, the enemy tries to thwart us and restrict the free expression of our true self, our ideas, dreams, talents, and gifts. This is the spirit of murder. It tries to silence people from freedom of expression and to shut them down from fulfilling their God-given purpose, etc. Has this happened to you? I'm sure it has to some degree. We must encourage ourselves in the Lord. Jesus said that despite the enemy's deadly objectives, he, Jesus, came to bring us life abundantly. John 10:10 10, 10 AKJV, the thief comes not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. 
Jesus is on your side, He is helping you have and express life to the full. Jesus's enemies tried many times and in many ways to kill off His ministry. Finally, the death in their hearts overflowed in the physical murder of His body. This separated His spirit from His body, preventing its free expression on earth, or so they thought. Thankfully, Jesus's life and effectiveness increased and multiplied when He resurrected and sent His Spirit into His church. The Apostle Paul has something to contribute to this same idea. In speaking of the self-righteous religious leaders of his day, he said, Romans 313 13-14 Live, their throat is a tomb being opened, they use deceit with their tongues, the poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. This demonstrates how evil and satanic the religious system of self-righteousness is, the spirit of death motivates it. Paul said that their throat is like an open tomb. This is because the throat pictures the path from the heart to the mouth. In their case, when opened, it revealed the dead man in their hearts. Death is the absence of life, just as darkness is the absence of light. Their lack of life overflowed in deceit and the poison of asps. For sure, a mouth that overflows deadly venom is no place for the King of Glory to come out, the same fountain that issues forth death words is not suitable to overflow the living words that release Jesus into the world. Are you like that? When your mouth opens to speak, is it revealing a treasure of love, truth, light and life, or is it an open tomb, revealing a spirit without a fresh flow of God's life? Do you have deceit flowing out, and the poison of asps under your tongue? Today, we are going to see God's solution for getting us right. Remember, Jesus said. Matthew 12 34-37 DKJV, You offspring of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of that which fills, and overflows from, the heart the mouth speaks. 35. A good man, out of the good treasure, collected in and overflowing from his heart, sends out good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure sends out evil things. 36. And I say to you, that every idle, non-working, unproductive, word, rhema, that men say, they will give account for it in the day of judgment. 37. For by your words you will be, shown to be, justified, and by your words you will be condemned, pronounced guilty. We need to repent, confess and renounce our idle words and ask for forgiveness. We then need to dig all self-righteousness and self-dependence out of our hearts. Look particularly for any attitudes that lead to wanting to limit, restrict or stop other people. The ones that Jesus said were like vipers were controlling people with rules, laws, and the fear of exclusion. Some people control and limit those who are a threat to them with rejection, insults, judgments, put-downs, and lifestyle criticisms. Do not be like them. The first step is to receive forgiveness and the new birth. Second, forgive and accept others, look for what God has created them to be, and for what He is doing in them, emphasize, encourage, and release this where possible. Then think on the good, renew your mind and fill your heart with God's words. Today, let's get rid of a viper venom tongue, especially if it is housed in a beautiful snakeskin camouflage, which hides a deadly religious heart.